The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. This, oh, <laughs> I almost just... I almost just started doing an ad out of habit. I just recorded. I record all of my ads at the beginning. And I always start with this episode of the bad broadcast is sponsored by. So I just almost did that again. You know what? I'm just going to leave it in. I'm just going to leave that in. I'm not even going to cut it. Anyway. Hi, guys. Welcome back to a new episode of the bad broadcast. My name's Maddie. I'm your host. I'm so happy that you're here. We've got a big old solo episode for you this week. I mean, things are usually solo around here, but we've had some great guests these last couple of weeks. We had JC and Chels from what we said. And then we had Lucy last week who all of you love, but back off. She's mine. You cannot have her. Uh, but yeah, back to, back to solo, solo episodes this week. I don't know where my brain was going there. I sometimes get jealous of people with co-hosts. Like I, I don't think I'll ever bring a co-host onto the bad broadcast. Like I think I will just, you know, have maybe recurring guests or things like that. But I think that I will, you, I will always be like the solo host. However, I do get jealous sometimes of people with co-hosts because it just, it's easier, you know, to have a conversation with a real person instead of with yourself sometimes. Uh, but lately I have been, I've been loving recording. I feel like, I feel like I'm just in a good spot like I just feel I just feel really happy. I feel like I like myself a lot. So, you know, sitting down and having a conversation with her, not the worst thing in the world. I've had a lot of people ask, actually, I'm not just saying that like how influencers say it, like so many of you are asking, but I have had people commenting that I seem happier and spot on. Spot on. I really am kind of liking my my day-to-day. I feel like I've gotten in some good habits. I was gonna tell you guys like my morning routine. I don't know if that's interesting to you, but you know what? Let's do it. I'll tell you guys what I do every morning. Also today's Valentine's day, not to you guys, to me. So I'm kind of in a, I'm in a lovey mood. I've always loved Valentine's day, even if I'm single, because I just love loving people. You know, I love all the people in my life, my girlfriends, my family, my mom, my parents. I just really love celebrating love. But anyway, back to my morning routine. That's got me feeling fresh every day. I'll just share it with you guys because I don't know. It's hard to tell what people want to hear, but I'm just going to ramble and maybe this is helpful in some way. I'll tell you guys my morning routine and my night routine and my afternoon routine. <laughs> just kidding. I don't really have an afternoon routine, but what I'm doing every morning. So I'm, I'm waking up hot take. I wake up. I've been scraping my tongue because rumor has it. There are bugs that live on my tongue and it really grosses me out. So I scrape my tongue. I have, I said this a few months ago, but I actually don't wash my face in the morning, but I do ice roll. Nice little burst of cold wakes you right up. And then I've also started really going, I, I wake up a little bit earlier than I need to because I've started going like really slow when I make breakfast. And I've also started like an, a little at home coffee routine. I know how chic am I? Uh, like I literally ground, grind my own coffee beans in the morning. I'm sorry. Am I the barefoot Contessa? Yes, I actually am. I grind my own coffee beans. I make myself like a little French press. Then I drink a lot of water. I take my morning supplements, the supplements that I'm taking right now. (laughs) Just laughing at myself, just listing supplements I take and yelling it into the void. I take a little vitamin D. 
because, you know, the sun has not been seen in quite some time around here. I take, what else do I take in the morning? Oh, I take a digestive enzyme. I take, I, I do take ritual uh, multivitamins every single morning. I also, okay. I started on Eucora, I think is the brand. U-Q-O-R-A. Wait, U-Q- you or I don't know, Google it. You'll find it. It's for UTI girlies. Uh, but they have like a daily supplement that you can take every day. So I started taking that. Uh, I know that there's more. I take my antidepressant at night. So if you're wondering if I'm off of those, I'm not, I just do it at the other, you know, the other end of the day. So yeah, I have a little breakfast routine and then I like to shower. I don't always wash my hair, get some moisturizer on. And then I've also been on my workout grind, which is really fun afterward not fun before or during, or even like within the 15 minutes after. But then once I get like an hour removed from my workout, I'm feeling really, really good. I've been doing, please nobody roast me for this, but I've been doing burn boot camp. <sighs> I'm sorry. I gave in to the peer pressure, but it is a really great workout. It's kind of scary. Sometimes I'm kind of scared of group workouts. A lot of times, just, just when there's like a lot of energy and a lot of like woohooing, I kind of get scared, but I found that it's got good vibes and I like going. And then I've been doing Pilates again. Who am I? So I go to burn boot camp, And then on the other days I go to Pilates, usually with my parents or the little Pilates trio. <laughs> and I just feel good. My body feels good. I feel happy. I feel like I'm taking care of, I feel like I'm taking better care of myself now than I have in a really long time. And part of that is obviously like living on my own and spending a lot of time alone. I just have more time to put into myself and I really love it. And then at night, I have a lot of people ask me about the sleep stack that I take. First of all, I, I heard about it on the Huberman lab. So if you guys want to listen to that episode, it's their sleep episode, but it's the three supplements are apigenin, theanine, and magnesium threonate. It's a specific type of magnesium. I'm, I hope, I, I hope those are all of the right ones. And then, yeah, you know, take that antidepressant at night, which is probably doing most of the heavy lifting around here, but yeah. Just uh, wanted to share that with you guys. Sometimes you guys ask about my morning routine and I feel like I should not gatekeep. Also, it's not anything that special. It's just that I look forward to my morning. So if you're looking for a good morning routine, I have a theory that there's obviously not one size fits all for morning routines. You just got to like your morning routine. If staying in bed and watching TikTok for like an hour and a half really gets your day off on the right foot, foot, <laughs> foot, I don't know why I said that weird, uh, do that. If sleeping in, if waking up early, if whatever it is, just do that. I I hate when people are like, well, you will not be happy unless you're going to bed at eight, waking up at five and getting a workout in first thing and eating, you know, high protein, low carb. Like, I just don't believe that it's one size fits all. So just do what makes you happy in the morning. Turns out your days go a lot better. All right. Today's episode is all about the Dum Dum Club. We haven't revisited the Dum Dum Club in quite some time. Is that right? I feel like we maybe did it at the end of an episode in like December, but we haven't done a full Dum Dum Club episode in, uh, I would venture to say years. Let's go over the Dum Dum Club. I'm sorry. I just have to explain it every time because we get some new, you know, some new ear holes going and they're not really sure what the Dum Dum Club is all about. The Dum Dum Club is all about things that you didn't learn until adulthood that you should have known. I say this every time, but once I start listing the things, you will understand what the Dum Dum Club is. And also you will notice them about yourself. It's my favorite thing in the world. When I get a submission, that's like, 
I promised myself I would never be a part of the Dumb Dumb Club, but here I am. We all are, okay? We're all extremely stupid and it's fine. It's fine. That's why we do the Dumb Dumb Club to make us feel a little bit better about it because I promise you, you're gonna hear some of these and you're gonna be like, I'm doing all right. <laughs> I'm doing fine. But let's get started. I've collect these are all new. So I collected a handful or I like put the link up or whatever I did. I put it on my story that we were going to be doing Dumb Dumb Club. So you guys submitted these and most of these are new. Uh, so yeah, let's get started. All right. First up, they say my almost 30 year old husband was so confused about why NBC called their streaming service Peacock, but never expressed this out loud to anyone. Just the other day, he saw the NBC logo and realized for the first time that it is a Peacock. Okay. I'll do you one better. I Googled for probably an hour. This was probably like four years ago. I could not figure out why the NBC logo had a little notch in one of the, one of the like things, one of the stripes. I don't even know what that word is. I mean, now I know it's a peacock feather. I could not figure out why they had a little notch in it. Like I was so annoyed. I was like, logos are obviously super intentional. Like there has to be a reason why they would put a notch in it. Yeah. It's cause it's a peacock and it's the beak. So that was a really easy fix for my brain, but I agree with him. Okay. I agree with him. This episode of the bad broadcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. What are some things that you do to take care of yourself? You guys know I'm a big self-care girly and a lot of times that's like physical things that I do. You know, I love to take baths, love to treat myself, love to sleep in, love to buy myself things. But I also try to take care of myself mentally and emotionally. And the way I do that always is with therapy, because when you're at your best, you can do great things. But sometimes life gets you bogged down. You can feel overwhelmed. You can feel like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. And working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you. Because when you're feeling empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything life throws at you. My therapist's name is Kathy. She's my best friend. And I want to hang out with her all the time, but I feel like that would not be appropriate. But she has helped me through so many things that I've gone through in this last year. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's a great starting place. All of the things that kind of stop us from starting therapy, BetterHelp takes care of. It's convenient. It's flexible. It's affordable. It's entirely online. And you just hop on, fill out a brief questionnaire, and you can get matched with a licensed therapist. You can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I know that's a worry for some people when they start therapy. They're like, what if I don't like my therapist? How am I going to find another one? BetterHelp makes it really easy to just switch around if you need to. So if you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash bad today to get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash bad to get 10% off of your first month of online therapy. This episode of the bad broadcast is brought to you by Daily Harvest. Life is stressful and sometimes eating good and eating things that are good for you can be hard. I know that when my life is stressful, vegetables are literally the last thing on my mind. However, Daily Harvest makes it really easy to eat delicious things that are good for you. True story. Basically everything I do throughout the day, I'm like, uh, you know, updating everybody in my life about because I can't shut up. So when I got my Daily Harvest order, I, you know, I got one of the flatbreads, the artichoke and spinach flatbread, and I actually cut it in half and then I cooked it in my air fryer. It just it didn't fit all in one piece. It was a little long. Uh, so I cut it in half, cooked it in my air fryer and then live reaction. I promise you, you could go find it on my phone. It was so delicious. And it like, 
you just know that it's good for you and you know that it's real food. Like, you know, when you open up a frozen meal and you're like, cool, this doesn't look anything like it. Not the case with Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest looks and tastes so good and it's so easy to make. You just pop it in the air fryer like I do, the oven, their smoothies. You just pour them in, pour a little milk of your choice in and boom, you have a really healthy, really quick meal. It's amazing. Daily Harvest delivers delicious harvest bowls, soups, flatbreads, snacks, smoothies, lattes, and more that's built on organic fruits and vegetables. They work directly with farmers to source the best ingredients. And with nourishing and easy to prep options, you never have to think twice about what to eat for your next meal. So let Daily Harvest do more so that you can do less. Go to dailyharvest.com bad to get up to $40 off of your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash bad for up to $40 off of your first box. Dailyharvest.com slash bad. All right, next one. One time I was on a walk with a good friend of mine, Peter. Not his real name, but don't you just love every Peter you meet? I do. That's, that's true. I do. Well, let's see. I actually don't because do you guys remember when I was talking about that thing that happened to me at work when, uh, one of the servers yelled at me because I wasn't giving him enough tables. His name was Peter and I don't like him, but what are some other names that like you're guaranteed to hate them? Not guaranteed to hate them, but like they definitely have a stereotype. Like I feel like everybody named Brock or Brody, huge, like, like tool like giant douchebag. If your name is Brock or Brody, I'm so sorry. I I shouldn't even say that because without fail, I'm going to get a million DMs of people being like, my husband's name is Brock and he's really nice. I don't care. I still kind of think he's a tool just because of his name. (laughs) Just kidding. Brock's. All right, let's continue. Anyway, we were chatting about something I don't remember, but I was mad about it. Not knowing fully what it meant. I yelled at him. Oh, this makes me so mad. I could bust a nut. (laughs) He turned to me and said, I don't think you know what that means. I later asked my boyfriend because I was too embarrassed to ask him and he laughed so hard. Yeah. I think you, I mean, I feel like what's the other term that people use, uh, blow a gasket, which honestly, you know, sometimes I read these and I'm like, I think they're similar enough, you know, bust a nut. (laughs) People don't usually do that when they're really mad, but I don't know what you're into. Okay. Uh, next one. I grew up thinking that foreplay was actually floor play. And I literally thought until I was 19 that floor play meant having sex on the floor. That was probably really confusing when learning about sex because people often talk about foreplay and you're probably like, why is this so important? Why must people be having sex on the floor so often? You know, another, this is another like sexy one. And I think that we should all discuss it because I'm, I'm having some issues with this one. It says, apparently calling yourself silly goose is a kink term. Maddie, please tell me I'm not the only one who didn't know this. All right. So I spend quite a bit of time on urban dictionary, mainly for the giggles, but also because I'm learning, I'm kind of like aging out of understanding hip terms. And I looked and UD had no solid definition for silly goose that made me think it was maybe a kink term. So I don't know. I'm not in the kink community. I'm not kink shaming, whatever, whatever you're into, whatever you want to be called. I just don't know. So if this is either somebody was messing with you and they told you this, or we're both stupid, both seem highly likely, but you know, if somebody wants to let me know, 
you can have, you can submit it anonymously. You don't even have to tell me. But if I'm missing something, please let me know. Okay, next one. This is really going to show my tax bracket, but I just learned today that watching or I just learned today while watching Real Housewives of Salt Lake that Louboutin and Louis Vuitton are two different brands. I also had to check the spelling on these names like three times. This actually came in three times. So it must have been on a few of you guys must have been watching Real Housewives of Salt Lake. I love Real Housewives of Salt Lake. It's given me such a sense of pride. And do you guys remember when like all the I feel like there was so much like discourse when Real Housewives of Salt Lake first came out. And now I feel like we're all kind of we're all kind of settling into having a franchise here. Um, we're all in love with Heather Gay. Just I mean, right. I don't I haven't met one person who doesn't like Heather Gay. And I was actually on her podcast. Just shameless plug right here. Live Love Lab. Live Lab Love. It's one of those two. But I was on her podcast a few weeks ago and she is as cool and as fun and as down to earth as you think she is. So Team Heather Gay. But yeah, Louboutin and Louis Vuitton. It took me a long time to learn how to pronounce Louboutin because it should, it looks like it's Louboutin, which I feel like I should start a competing, a competing shoe brand called Louboutin. Oh my gosh. I'm going to write that down. If in a few, you know, months, maybe years, you see a brand named that pop up, just know I'm the mastermind behind it. All right. Next, Dumb Dumb Club. I just learned that it's M. Night Sham. <laughs> I should have looked up how to say this. M. Night Shyamalan and not Midnight Shyamalan. That's another thing. I don't even know how to say his last name because there's an episode of The Office where they call him Shilliman. They say M. Night Shilliman. And I feel like they would have looked it up. I feel like people who work in TV and entertainment would have like had a contact who knows how to say that last name. But us common lay people, I've only ever heard it M. Night Shyamalan. So I don't know. Someone can correct me if you want. That's kind of the thing about the Dum Dum Club. And it started off obviously as like a, a joke, like I just wanted to do it to make fun of dumb stuff that we do. But now it's kind of evolved into this thing where I kind of have, I kind of get excited when I do something stupid or I get excited when somebody corrects me because I'm like, I can't wait to put that in the Dum Dum Club. And also there's just like no reason to feel bad about it. Like there are so many things that just, they just fall through the cracks. Okay. I hate when you talk about something that you don't know or something that you learned and then somebody makes fun of you. Like that's the most immediate red flag in a person I could ever imagine being made fun of. I mean, there's a, there's a difference right between like being playfully roasted and then being actually made fun of and like being called stupid. And I cannot handle anything resembling being made fun of. And that's probably really hypocritical of me to, you know, dish it and not be able to take it. I'm really working on it. <laughs> I, have, I, I actually literally brought it up in therapy this morning. I'm like, I am really, really sensitive. I think it's the seven brothers of it all. You know, I think that I've been probably overly teased in my life. So now whenever anybody says anything, I'm like, are they making fun of me? And it like, it scares me. So I try to just playfully roast and not actually make fun of, because I hope you guys know that while I talk a lot about dumb things you guys do, I also, you know, identify with this community. I'm in fact, your, your, uh, CEO, no, not CEO. What's the word? The, uh, what do people call the president commander in chief? I'm the commander in chief of the dumb, dumb club. Okay. 
Next one. I love this one. I started to explain to my boyfriend some fun facts about Paul Blart from the movie Mall Mall Cop, only to find out it's Kevin James. They really made that confusing by naming the movie Paul Blart Mall Cop. (laughs) They did. And I actually thought his name was Albert Brenneman for a really long time because of Hitch. That's Hitch, right? Yeah. Uh, I thought his name was Albert Brenneman. I I just kept that. But yeah, Paul Blart, Mall Cop. Oh, what a cinematic feat Mall Cop is. Okay, let's go on. I was 24 years old when someone explained that the eyes of the owl in the Hooters sign were actually giant tits. I didn't know this either. And <laughs> when I first saw it, I was like, maybe they, maybe they don't, maybe it was on accident. <laughs> Maybe they didn't know that they made the owl's eyes look like nipples, but you know, they did. They did. They really, they really got us good. Those subliminal messages, those subliminal messages. I've been paranoid about subliminal messages ever since Josie and the Pussycats. I'm absolutely convinced that there's just a voice underneath all of our, all of our audio. Maybe even right now, maybe there's a subliminal track under this podcast right now telling you things and what to believe and what to think. Sometimes the, like the hive, this is such a random, this is such a random tangent, but it it does, it does bring up a good point. It does bring up a good point of like hive mind and just like, you know, herd, is it herd mentality and tribalism and how we're all just being fed things constantly that make us, I, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but we all kind of live in an echo chamber, you know, and it's hard to be aware of it because it feels so good to be validated. Like when I'm on TikTok and I'm, I'm scrolling and like every single video just tells me basically that I'm right. And everything I think is correct. And here's what I need to think and why it's really hard to snap out of that because it feels good. I'm sure there's science behind that, that our brain really loves, you know, an outside source telling us that we're correct. And honestly, not that much different than Josie and the Pussycats. Josie was onto something. Okay. Sorry. This is a, this is a random smattering of an episode, but it's just all of my thoughts put into a microphone. This episode of the bad broadcast is brought to you by Dipsy. All right. Finish this sentence in your mind or out loud. If you need to, I deserve a sex life. That is what? What, what comes to mind? Satisfying, happy, exciting, but don't be afraid to say it, whatever it is, because you deserve it. And Dipsy can help you get there in new and sexy ways. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. So you can discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, or just hot and heavy hookups. New content is released every week. So in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They're also radically inclusive. So they have stories for straight and queer listeners. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, relax, unwind, or heat things up. Also, they have other things. They also have sleep stories and wellness sessions, and they also have sexy stories that you can read. I know so many of you out there love reading sexy stuff. So check Dipsy out. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash bad. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash bad. Once again, that's dipsystories.com slash bad for a 30-day free trial.
This episode of The Bad Broadcast is brought to you by ShipStation. All right, so we've all been online shopping before and you get to check out and you see the shipping costs and you just give up on your order. I'm pretty sure we can all relate to that. Did you know that it's the number one reason for abandoned carts? Because in a landscape where free and fast shipping is the norm, it can be hard for smaller e-commerce businesses to compete. So keep yourself and your business competitive with ShipStation. Because when you use ShipStation, you can lower shipping costs, you can make returns easily, and you can keep your customers happy. And with all the time you save from automating your shipping tasks, you can keep your business growing all year long. It's how I have always shipped everything. If you have received an order from me, it has been facilitated through ShipStation. ShipStation makes it easy to grow your business by handling your orders from every marketplace in one dashboard. So they effortlessly integrate wherever you sell online. So Amazon, Etsy, eBay, Shopify, and more. You can manage every order from one simple dashboard. You can automate routine shipping tasks. You can print labels. You can compare rates. And you can make sure that everybody's getting what they need in as fast a time as possible with the best rates. And with enterprise solutions that make warehouse optimization easy, ShipStation scales when you do. So keep growing your business all year long with ShipStation. You can use my promo code BAD today at ShipStation.com to sign up for your free 60-day trial. So go to ShipStation.com. You'll click the little microphone at the top. You'll enter the promo code BAD for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com promo code BAD. Are you going on date after date and still not finding the one or getting a text back? Well, you're probably doing something wrong. And I am here to tell you exactly what that is. I'm Lindsay Metzlar and I host We Met at Acme. It's a dating podcast that gives you all the rules and guidelines that you need to date successfully. Hey, it worked for me and now I'm married. So you really should give it a listen if you haven't already. And you can also hear the horrors of dating. Everything that you want to hear is in We Met at Acme. So check it out. Okay, (laughs) next one. I thought the Don's early light line in the national anthem was Don's early light. Like it was a color. Like Don's early was a color. (laughs) I didn't know the real words until college and my roommates heard me singing it wrong. Also why we were singing the national anthem. I don't know. Yeah, that one's that one's. But again, a lot of the Dum Dum Clubs are like just things you hear. And like if you went up to some and if you were singing it and you were like Dawn's Early Light, like nobody would be like, sorry, say that again, because it sounds exactly like it. So please don't beat yourself up about it. All right. Next one. I just learned last week that Cynthia in Pitch Perfect, who sings S&M by Rihanna during the riff off, is the girl who actually sings the real version of the song. And it's not just Rihanna. OK, so I looked this up and. I don't think she sings it. She might do like back backing vocals, but she did write it. So the, the performer's name is Esther Dean. And she also sings that song, drop it low, you know, drop, drop it low girl, drop, drop it low girl, drop, you know, that one. She also sings that, but she did write S and M for Rihanna. Uh, but I also, yeah, I didn't know that. So very interesting little fun fact. We're just keeping it educational over here. Okay. Next one. I didn't know that Tigger was supposed to be a tiger. I just thought he was a weird animal with ADHD. <laughs> um, okay. I actually just learned this a few weeks ago. I didn't know that every character in Winnie the Pooh represented a different mental illness. 
Did you guys know that? Let me look up which ones. I, I meant to put this in my notes, but here we go. Winnie the Pooh and mental health. Okay. Okay. That's an article. I don't want to read. I just want to, I just want to, I just want to list. Somebody list this for me. I just came across an article. Which Disney characters have mental health issues? Elsa is depressed. <laughs> Cinderella is codependent. <laughs> this is so depressing. Okay. The disorders of the characters from Winnie the Pooh. Here we go. Apparently Winnie the Pooh has an eating disorder. Okay. Binge eating disorder. Uh, Piglet has anxiety. Eeyore has depression. Owl is dyslexic and has short-term memory loss. Tigger has ADHD. Rabbit has OCPD, obsessive compulsive personality disorder. Kanga has Munchausen syndrome by proxy. Okay. Because of how overprotective she is of Rue. Rue has autism. Christopher Robin has schizophrenia because all of his friends are animals. Uh, Gopher has Tourette's. Don't even remember Gopher. Lumpy. Who's Lumpy? Whoever Lumpy is, he's got bipolar. So yeah, there's a fun little fact that I didn't know about until I took the quiz that said, which Winnie the Pooh mental disorder do you have? Okay, let's go on to the next one. Uh, I thought that Black Friday was a religious holiday like Ash Wednesday or Palm Sunday. Black Friday is actually the scariest of all the holidays. You might think it's Halloween. It's not. It's Black Friday. I went Black Friday shopping at a Walmart one time, and I don't think I ever came back from it. I don't think I ever bounced back. Uh, Really messed me up in a lot of ways. And it is very depressing. I know this is not a hot take, but you know, you spend the whole day on Thanksgiving being grateful for family and everything that you have. And then literally this, the clock strikes midnight and it's like back to intense consumerism. Again, I know that's not interesting or anything, but I just agree with it that it does, it does feel a little weird. This also brings up a good point. A thought that I had today about hot takes. If you're going to hit me with a hot take, it better be spicy. It better be a seriously hot take that I have not heard before. Like if somebody's like, I have a hot take, I don't like Amy Schumer. Like, no, give me a better hot take. If if I've heard it before, it's lukewarm. It's lukewarm. Hot takes are supposed to be things that the the general population does not hear often, or maybe you've never had somebody agree with you on it. You know, like my hot take is that toast should be cooked on the stove. How about that? How about that? I think the toast is astronomically better when you cook it in a pan. And I think that we should all be putting the effort in because it's better. It's so dry from the toaster. You know, when you cook it in a skillet, you can butter both sides. You get it nice and like you get it crispy, but pre-buttered. I'm sorry. It's just better. So yeah, don't bring me hot takes that I've heard before. I will reject them immediately. Okay. Next one. I just found out during the Super Bowl that the quarterback is not on the field while the team is on defense. I thought it was like basketball where where all positions always played. I don't love sports. You guys know this. I used to, well, used to pretend to, I don't really like sports and where I am right now, I actually really like have some personal beef with football. I think that football is, I think that in like 200 years, maybe more, maybe less, don't know, but they're going to look back and they're going to be like, why did, did people think that this was a good idea? Like they're going to look at it, how we look at gladiators. Like, you know, when you, you learn about gladiators and you're like, whoa, they just like stabbed each other and then drank the blood because they thought it would fix their, you know, epilepsy. 
they're going to look at football and be like, wow, they really did just like smash their heads into each other with not a care in the world about what it was doing to their brain and body. Like watching the Super Bowl, watching people tackle, like it makes me physically ill. I just do not like football at all. And I'm so sorry. And I'm, this is again, coming from somebody who has spent a lot of time watching football. I have several brothers who have played football and call at the college level and the professional level. And I just don't like it. I'm very anti football and it takes a lot for me to be staunchly anti something. Usually I can find some middle ground Libra. Uh, I can usually find some middle ground, but yeah, football, I just, it's not there for me. It's not there for me. I hate it. I don't, you know, should I ever have children? Should I ever have boys? I don't want them to play it. I'm so sorry. So sorry. Future sons. If you're up there, find a new hobby. You're playing chess. I actually desperately hope that I have a son who wants to be a ballerina. That's all I could ever ask for. Oh, male ballerinas, the most graceful creatures to ever live. The tights are a little tight, but you know, I'll get over it. Okay. Next one. I was way too old when I learned that <laughs> this one makes no sense. When I learned that it's Adam's apple, not Adam's apple as in A D A M Z A P P E L one word. <laughs> I'm not sure how I thought it was spelled, but it definitely had a Z <laughs> Adam's apple. Yep. I mean, you say it, no one's going to correct you. That can live on for years without being corrected. <laughs> Okay. Uh, next one. I thought that indie music and indie films were things from India, like how there's K-pop that wait, like how there's K-pop that's pop music from Korea. I just learned. Oh, sorry. I read that sentence totally wrong. Like she thought that indie meant from India, like how K-pop is from Korea. I just learned a few months ago that it's actually music made by independent artists. The Taylor Swift lyric and you would hide away and find your peace of mind with some indie record that's much cooler than mine makes way more sense now. I was like, why has everyone listened to music from India but me? <laughs> I I still kind of am confused. Like I I used to think that indie was a genre, like that it had like a certain sound. You know what I mean? Because like indie, when people are like, oh yeah, you like like indie music, it's always like, you know like small venue, alternative, grungy, like music, you know, like I would have called like Death Cab for Cutie indie music, even though Death Cab for Cutie is definitely not an independent band. But I never really know because obviously there's independent artists who are rappers and pop singers and things like that. But I would never listen to and be like, oh, this is indie. So I am, I am wrong in this, that I thought indie was a sound rather than a category of person. That makes sense. Okay. I used to think that jaywalking meant crossing the street naked, like butt naked. I knew a girl in high school who went to visit her mom in another city one weekend and came back saying she got a ticket for jaywalking. She was popular and kind of a bad girl. So I was like, wow, I can't believe she would do that, but it's her. So I guess it makes sense. So imagine my confusion when years later I went to college and a or a church school at that. And there were blinking signs everywhere saying no jaywalking or fine of $75 for jaywalking. I was like, what the heck? Is it really such a problem? And here I was weeks into my first semester when I finally learned that jaywalking just means crossing the street without a crosswalk. It honestly makes a lot more sense. And I still kind of feel bad for judging that girl in high school. So bad for jaywalking. You've just carried it for years. You're like that slut just walking around with her junk out. 
That's what jaywalking stands for. Junk, junk walking. <laughs> okay, this one. <laughs> I actually had to FaceTime about three people when I read this, this one because it shocked me so badly. Okay, my husband and I were on a rope. <laughs> Okay. My husband and I were on a romantic vacation and he was being funny and trying to talk dirty to me. And he whispered in my ear that he was going, (laughs) he was going to play nasty with my prostate. I had to teach him about anatomy and how only guys have a prostate. I asked if he had ever heard of a girl getting a prostate exam. (laughs) Ha ha. He died laughing, but it was too good. Imagine that being whispered in your ear. Like you're getting sexy and somebody's like, I'm going to be so dirty to your prostate. <laughs> like that is not in my body. And please don't say that ever again. Pretty sure that's up. Never mind. I won't, I won't go any further. I feel like last week I really, really pushed some boundaries on things I've said on the podcast. Sorry, mom and brothers and my dad. Oh, I hope my dad didn't listen to last week's episode. Okay. Uh, next one, you know, in junior high, when you learn about drugs and smoking, well, our teacher was telling us the different methods to quit smoking. One of those being cold Turkey, but she never explained what going cold Turkey meant. So until I was well into my late teenage years, I thought going cold Turkey meant you ate a piece of cold Turkey every time you got a cigarette craving. (laughs) Honestly, it could work. It could work. I too am addicted to cold cuts. So if I started smoking and they were like, listen, you just got to get a cold piece of turkey, maybe a nice salami, maybe a maybe a mortadella. That's fine. I would do that. I would smoke that immediately. I would smoke a meat before I smoke a cigarette. Okay. Another meat themed one, actually. I 100% thought that charcuterie was another word for lingerie. Not sure why, but when people had charcuterie get togethers, I was like, so are you guys selling it or are you just sitting in your lingerie together? Honestly, that sounds like a good mashup of a party. Okay. I actually played that out in my mind. I don't think I want to sit in lingerie in front of like a group of people, but you could sell it. Like, you know, I went to one of those sex toy parties one time. It was very alarming, but she was selling lingerie. Imagine if you did charcuteries and lingerie, you could call it, oh my gosh, you could call it charcuterie, you know, play up the cooter of it all. That would be funny. I'm, I'm on fire with my, with my entrepreneurial ideas right now. I hope somebody's taking notes. Okay. Next one. My coworkers and I were talking about OBGYN, OBGYN tales during our lunch break. I went to tell her an experience and I couldn't remember the name of the medieval crank they used to check the goods. (laughs) I called it a horoscope. I said, then the doctor put the horoscope up my hoo-ha speculum. It's called a speculum. I will forever be teased about an OBGYN putting a horoscope up my vajay to look at my cervix. Yeah. But as you said this, I was like, horoscope is actually a really funny term for it because like if you spelled it with an H and it was like horoscope, you know, scoping out a whore sounds funny and you know, play on words, which by the way, I don't think whore or slut is an insult in case any of you were worried that I was using that in a derogatory term. I think it's quite empowering. Okay. I used to think that cemeteries were in alphabetical order. We were going to visit my grandpa's grave and I couldn't remember exactly where it was. And I saw a bunch of graves together with C last names and my grandpa's last name is Campbell. So I said, oh, the C's are over here. He must be over here somewhere. (laughs) My family will never let me live it down. When are we going to talk about about cemeteries, graveyards, whatever? When are we going to talk about the weirdness of them? I don't like it. And it's one of those things that I kind of can't believe has like persisted this long. First of all, why are we not burying people stand like 
like vertically. It would take up so much less room. Like we could bury people so much closer together and we could fit way more people if we would just do them vertically. Also, I want to put this in out in the public. Please don't, please don't bury me. Please, please cremate me. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the group of you guys listening is going to do about this. I just want it verified that I don't want to be in, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do the funeral thing. I want everybody to take all of the money that would have been spent on a funeral. I want you guys to either go on a trip or just have a really nice dinner, depending on what you were going to spend on my, on my funeral. And I just want everybody to talk about how awesome I am slash was. I was watching this clip from Bert. Is it Kreischer? Kreischer? I don't know. That comedian, he's in Two Bears, One Cave with Tom Segura. You guys know how I feel. I don't, I, I mean, don't love him, but I, I do laugh at a lot of stuff he does. But he had this one thing where somebody was asking him what he hopes to be remembered by. And he started to tear up and he's like, I just want people to be having a good time and just think this would be so much more fun if, if he were here, if Bert were here, like, oh, if Bert were here, he'd buy everybody shots. This would be so fun. And he's like laugh crying through it because he's like, there's monks that are probably like this idiot. That's what he wants to be remembered by. But I thought it was so profound because that really is, I feel the same way. That's what I hope people remember me by. I hope that when I die, people are like, wow, she was a good time. You know, she was fun to have around. I wish that we could invite her. Let's get a Ouija board. Let's get this bitch back. That's what I hope happens when I die. Um, Okay, next one. I thought the word was arousing instead of rousing. So I kept asking people if they wanted to play an arousing game of Ticket to Ride or whatever other board game I felt like playing. Hey, I will say Ticket to Ride. I feel aroused when I play it. It's a good game. It's a really good game. Some of my other favorite board games. Let's see. I love Ticket to Ride. We played Telestrations the other day, which was really funny. We also played Code Names, uh, which I like. I'm also a fan of Secret Hitler, but my family's not allowed to play it because I'm pretty sure, you know, some family bonds were almost broken over that game. <laughs> so we don't play it. Okay. Next one. I always thought Danny DeVito's name was Danny Libido. And I couldn't figure out why he chose that word as a stage name if he wasn't doing drag or stripping. Then one day it all made sense and I saw it spelled out for me. He simply did not choose that name. His name is Danny DeVito, not Danny Libido. Amazing drag name. Amazing drag name. I also thought of another good drag name. Dildo Baggins. Somebody use it, please. Any queens out there listening, anybody associated with any queens, you can have both of those names. Danny Libido or Dildo Baggins. I need to get back on my RuPaul, my RuPaul BS. Okay, next one. I can't remember if I've already submitted this one, but when I watched the Truman Show for the first time, I legitimately thought it was based on a true story and that Jim Carrey must have gotten his big break after he realized and left his whole fake world. I was 18. My family will never, ever let me live it down. I don't think I remember reading that last part of it. I just thought she said that it was based on a true story. I didn't know that you thought it was like an actual documentary about Jim Carrey's life. I do always think that about the end of Truman Show when he leaves, like after he talks to Kristoff and he leaves the bubble, I just think like, what's his life going to be now, you know? And like, it's actually kind of a, it's kind of a profound thought and also really depressing because I remember feeling this way, like, you know, with big life changes and like, I always, because I love the Truman Show, I always compare everything like, you know, a life shift or like, you know, kind of evolving, whatever you want to call it. I was compared to the end of the Truman show, but that is kind of the feeling that you get when you go through a big life change. Like you're like, where's he going to go? Who, who's he going to meet? 
Who are his friends going to be? He's leaving his whole world behind. And I just, I like to think that it's very hopeful. I like to think that he has a great life on the other side of that. And uh, yeah, it's not actually Jim Carrey, but what an origin story if it really was. Okay, next one. How am I just learning this in my 30s? I was taught that inside our bodies, our blood is blue and then it turns red from oxygen when it comes out. But that was never true. What? No, I don't, I don't think it was ever true. I mean, I'm no doctor. Shocker, I know. But I'm pretty sure it's our arteries, right? That are blue. Maybe our veins, one or the other, uh, that the outside is blue. But no, our blood is always red. Our, our, our blood is red. Unless you're an American and it's red, white, and blue. I should cut that joke, but I'm going to keep it in just for fun. Okay, next one. Hi, Maddie. I'm almost 30 years old, and I just realized that Bobby Flay and Jada De Laurentiis from the Food Work Food Work Food Network are not married. I used to love watching the Food Network when I got home from school growing up, and I somehow wrote the two of them off as husband and wife in my 10-year-old brain. Also, please tell me you remember when Bobby guest starred on the Disney Channel original movie, Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. I mean, what a banger, honestly. Don't even get me started on DCOMs, okay? I I get down with a DCOM any day of the week. Also, Bobby and Giada may not be married, but they are boning. You can tell me no differently. I will always stand by that they are each other's sneaky links and have been for years. Okay. All right. This one really messed me up. And I also led to the most embarrassing Google search of all time. I recently found out that Hello Kitty is not a cat. Okay. Hello Kitty is a cat. I Googled it. And do you want to know how embarrassing it was to Google? What animal is Hello Kitty? That's a humiliating Google search. But yeah, this is, this is what the internet says. Uh, She's an anthropomorph, wait, anthropomorphism or personification of a Japanese bobtail cat. Official character profiles list her full name as Kitty White. She was born in the suburbs of London on November 1st. <laughs> Bet you didn't know all that. But uh, yeah, no, Hello Kitty is 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 definitely a cat. I mean, like maybe she's like human-y, but she's for sure based on a cat. I I mean... I, I think I found this article that says like, hello, kitty is not a cat and never has been. But then later in the article, it's like, yeah, she's a, she's a personification of a cat. Duh. Okay. Next one. I recently had a postpartum checkup after my C-section. Before I went, I decided to do some freshening up down there with trimming and shaving. It has been very neglected. After the appointment, I couldn't remember what the doctor told me for lifting or for lifting limitations. So I pulled up the after visit summary and was reading over the notes. I was shocked to see a line that read well-groomed. I ran to my husband and I was like, oh my gosh, they said doctors don't notice and no one cares if you shave or how you look down there, but clearly they do. My husband laughed and was like, no, that means it's part of your mental health evaluation. They're looking for signs of postpartum depression and you came in well-groomed. She wasn't commenting on your bush. <laughs> I laugh so hard anytime I think about it. And also, I'm so happy she thought I was well-groomed. That's a win after having a baby. I thought that like grooming or shaving your bush, like I thought it was like really bad. Like I thought I was going to get in huge trouble with the doctor if I ever trimmed. So I was like probably a senior in high school, maybe even graduated when, thank goodness, my friends like pulled me aside and they were like, Maddie, you got to, you got to start cleaning that up. You got to, you got to, you got to, you know. 
you got to take a blade down there in some, in one way or another. Like, it's not cool. And I was like, I was like, wait, is everybody doing that? I had no clue that that was such a common practice and it is. And it, it does help with, you know, overall cleanliness, but you know, if you're into the bush, I feel like people are into, you know, hairy armpits, bushes, all of that more power to you. No judgment at all. Just could not be me. The sensory issues alone, like feeling hair on my body, especially on my legs. Like I want to be a, a, a silky smooth baby seal at all times. So yeah. Okay. Next one. Uh, not me, but I had a coworker who, all, who always said I'm running around like a chicken cut my head off. <laughs> uh, what a chicken cut your head off. <laughs> yeah. That's not, that's not usually, it's not usually how that goes, but we should maybe be scared of uprisings. I mean, we're, we're cutting off a lot of chickens heads and I, I feel like maybe we should reevaluate that. I can't think about it or I get sad. Okay, next one. Up until I was in high school, I thought the word drawer, why did I say it like that? Drawer, like a dresser drawer, was spelt jor, J-O-O-R. It wasn't until I was writing a paper and spell check could not figure out what I was trying to say. <laughs> so you had to be old. Wait, how? Oh, high school. She said high school. Uh, I couldn't find out what I was trying to And Oh my gosh, spell check could not find out what I was trying to say. It's those Utah accents that did me dirty. Utah accents are, I wonder if, you know, I'm going to say this out loud, but I don't want anybody to answer it. I wonder if I have a Utah accent. I know that the Utah accent is, is kind of repulsive. I'm not going to lie. Like it's very much, I'm trying to think of an example. Like any E noise is usually eh. So like field is filled or like deal is a dill. Like it's not a big deal. Like that's very Utah. And I try to be aware of it. I probably had one worse at the beginning of the podcast before I started like hearing my voice. And by the way, it never gets easier to hear your own voice. People ask me that all the time. They're like, are you so used to it now? I'm like, no, it's, it's a very, very specific type of torture that my voice exists everywhere on the internet. Do you guys know that that keeps me up at night in a major way? Anyway, not important, but yes, uh, the spelling of drawer is hard. I never heard it called. I learned this actually on the podcast from a, from a submission. I had never heard it called a chest of drawers. Like nobody has ever, I would call it a dresser, but I, I feel like somebody I know called it a chest of drawers and I just would never, I would never use that term. Another funny thing, this happened a couple of days ago. Uh, I was with, I was in LA with Lucy and she was like, you have a, you have a big, she said, you have a big. I was like, pardon me. <laughs> she was like, you have a big. And apparently it's what she calls like when somebody has a booger, like she says big. And I told her that. And she was like, I didn't know that nobody else said that. But, you know, just a fun little fun little lingo. We've all got our own little made up words that we say. <laughs> OK, that is the end of our Dum Dum Club check in episode. I love that this has continued and just makes me laugh. You guys make me laugh. You guys are very funny. When you guys write, sometimes I get a little intimidated. You guys write in and I'm like, okay, okay, cool down. Cool it off. You're not supposed to be this funny. All right. Let me do my job. Let me excel. Let me excel on this. Uh, but I do know that we have a good chunk of new listeners. I think that found me through what we said. I think that, you know, I, I feel like that's always, such a good crossover. We have so much overlap, but then I also know that so many of you guys find them through me and vice versa. And I just love it. I love sharing the, I love sharing the goods of you guys. So that's all we have time for today. I will see you guys next week. 
I have an announcement next week and I can't wait to tell you guys. I actually thought it was today and I almost started the episode with it, but I didn't. So uh, come back next week. I promise I'll announce it at the beginning. I won't make you guys wait. I won't do anything annoying, but I do have a cool announcement that I'm very excited about that has been in the works for a while. So uh, I will see you guys next week. I also know that I forgot to say be safe, be kind, be hot last week. So let's say it twice. Be safe, be kind, be hot, be, be safer, be kinder, be hotter than ever. I love you all so much. Thank you for being here. Oh, remember to subscribe, rate, review the reviews right now. Actually, I want to take a minute. Sorry, this is the last thing I'll say. I want to take a minute because I got a review this week and it was, I posted on my Instagram story and it was one of the most incredible, incredible reviews that I ever got. Somebody had uh, posted that they had never really thought about, you know, how they, I, I'm just going to read it because it was, it was really nice. And I also kind of want to talk about the backstory and give a shout out to this person because I won't say any names, but just give a shout out because it was seriously one of the most impressive things I've ever seen anybody do. So the episode or the, the review says I've listened to this podcast for a long time, mainly for the petty content and laughs. That being said, I've also learned a lot from the topics and how they're discussed. This week, Maddie did an episode swap with what we said. They talked about on, or when they talked about online culture and things like positive and negative comments, people that hate follow, etc. It kind of blew my mind. I realized they are deeply aware of the dynamics that aren't often talked about, how we criticize and cancel and comment negatively on people online and where that comes from. I realized I want to be more kind and positive and supportive like they encouraged. I realized too that my sometimes negative attitude towards creators comes from jealousy and projection. I feel badly for being like that. Thank you, Maddie, JC, and Chelsea for the encouragement and inspiration to do better. And I posted that on my Instagram story and then I ended up hearing back from the girl who posted it, who previously her and I had gotten in a, a little spicy of a conversation. I, I do not want to say that she was the only one being spicy. I was definitely spicy back because sometimes I get, you know, I get defensive when people message me things that are like, yeah, maybe a little pointed. I'm like, I, I don't want to let, you know, depending on my mood, sometimes I snap back and it's not a great habit that I have and I'm not super proud of it, but she messaged me and I looked up in our conversation and we had previously had this exchange that was like not, I mean, it just was not super rosy. And she had, she had messaged me this and I was like, I, I really hope, you know, if, if you're listening to this and you, and we had that conversation or if you've done something like this, like, is there anything more admirable than that? Like there, there is nothing more inspiring to me than people who are willing to be like, Hey, I, I did something that I, I'm not super proud of. I want to change my behavior. Thanks for, for helping me. Like I felt so deeply inspired and it kind of makes me teary eyed just because that's all you can hope for is that people like that exist in the world. And it just restored, I mean, not to be so millennial and say faith in humanity restored, but that was how I felt. I was like, this is just such a good person. Like it's just, that's, that's how I want to be. So I felt very inspired by that. And I just, I love that she took the time to leave a really empathetic and amazing review. And I hope you guys know that that is like, that is the the most amazing thing to me. And I said this on my Instagram story when I posted the review that like, it's very vulnerable to, you know, put a piece of your existence out in the open and just let people kind of rip it to shreds. So any expression of support and empathy is like, I mean, it melts me. I mean, it makes me want to keep going and it makes this all fun and worth it and special and meaningful. And I just am so grateful for you guys. You guys all like I hear from you guys so often and I know that you guys go out of your way to be supportive. So sorry about my soapbox, but I just wanted to give her a shout out and just all of you guys for being supportive, making my job easy from day to day. And uh, again, 
I love you so much. Okay. We'll go for round three. Be safe, be kind, be hot. I love you. I'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the behind-the-scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.